Respect. He always calls me, he says, uh, I'm Pedro Martinez and you're Don Zimmer. And he throws my head down. Does he? Yeah. Wow. He can smile at that. What's up? This is Luda. Welcome to Brew to Chris. We are your bumbling fools. I'm Mike Proper. And I'm Jack Van Albany. And we're here for another week. Another week. This is a good one. Our, our penultimate episode of season one. That's right. It's coming up quick. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm, I'm excited about it. How, how, how's your week been, Jack? Oh, it was great. I was actually out in Denver. Denver, Colorado? The Denver, Colorado. Holy The very goalie. same. Yeah. I was out there. From Wednesday until Saturday. Got back very late Saturday. Actually, technically Sunday, it was so late. Wow. Yeah. Did you have any issues adjusting to the altitude? I didn't, which I was worried about because yeah. I'd only been to the Denver airport very briefly on a layover. Sure. And so they they adjust in the airport. They adjust the altitude, right? They like they like it's kind of like a like yeah. MC Escher designed the airport, right. so you actually you go up a staircase and you walk past yourself, and then you're totally fine. Speaking, I mean, like legitimately, the airport. Are you familiar with some of the conspiracy theories about the Denver airport? I am not previous guest and my girlfriend Emma mentioned something about it supposedly being haunted. It's haunted. I think there's secret government tunnels underneath. Um, that horse you see when you drive in with the devil eyes, that symbolizes something. I don't know what, but... John Elway. It symbolizes John Elway as the yeah. devil eyes. That makes sense, yeah. Or maybe, never I was going to say maybe Peyton Manning, because he did a lot of Papa John's work, and you know, Papa John... Oh yeah, Papa John. Uh, he, dude. Well, you know, there's a lot of you know talk about cancel culture. Papa John got canceled pretty early. It was great. I, I loved when Papa John got canceled. Oh, I reveled in it. Yeah, I'm I, still happy about it. And, when, and us, we have not been canceled yet. Another the don't cancel us robot is here to help to avoid that. Uh, he is again getting more human like as uh, each week. It's insane how like like he's growing skin. I don't know what that's about, but which. Is dangerous because I don't know if he knows about sunscreen and he's going on a vacation tomorrow. Yeah, he's going on vacation. Yeah. He's going to Tahiti. I was going to say Tahiti too. Yeah. Well, that's, I where, mean, he's that's where he's going. Yeah. So, of course, I was going to say it. But yeah. that's funny. Yeah. That's so funny he's... that we were both thinking the same place where we knew he was going to go to and we were both thinking about, even though it was a true fact. We just have to be careful because if we say anything next week, he's not going to be here to help us not get canceled. So, we just have to make sure the next week we're on our best behavior. I'm not too worried. I think we'll be okay. Okay. Great. Denver was great. Can't complain. I'll talk about it a little bit later. I've got a number one spot that's related, but... A Denver-related number one spot. I did, but I did hit a lot of breweries while we were out there in two and a half-ish days. Yeah? Any any highlights you want to call out right now? There are a lot of really good ones. I By my count, I hit eight actual breweries. I hit Epic, Ratio, Dragon Mountain, Oasis, Our Mutual Friend, Denver Brewing Company, Crooked Stave, and Mockery. Of those, some were better than others. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of good beers. Our mutual friend had a very fun space. Like that a lot. It's a good name for a brewery. I like that. It, the design of it is very cool too. Okay. I brought back a pint glass that maybe I'll, maybe we'll throw up on the Ooh. feed later. Okay. It's got a cool, kind of mirrors the design of the brewery itself. It's very multicolored. It almost looks like if someone needed camouflage for Mardi Gras, it kind of looks like that. Gotcha. That's the best way I could describe it. So if there was 
um, a sequel or a remake of The Fugitive, and instead of the Chicago St. Patrick's Day Parade, where he just puts on a, a coat and a green hat to blend in, if this was, you know, like the 2020 version of it, and uh, someone's hiding out in the Mardi Gras Parade, that's what Harrison Ford would wear. Exactly. Cool. You nailed it. So, that was a good spot. Ratio was very good. They it's ratio brew works, right? Ratio ratio beer works. Beer works. I okay. believe. I do. I, I like that a lot. I noticed that when I was in there. I, like, I like beer works. Yeah. I, you know, brewery's fine. Yeah. Beer company. Bar. Cool. That's, that's old school. But beer, beer works? works sounds very official. Yeah. And very mad sciencey. They're doing beer work. I had a beer there, and I will have to check on the name. But it was a carrot beer. It was surprisingly good. I, I also had a carrot cake beer while I was out there. That one was at Denver Beer Company. Yeah. That one was is more the spice notes. You weren't getting so much of the carrot. But this one was literally just like carrot. I had a, a radish beer over the summer. Uh, my wife and I were up in northern Michigan. Her family has a cabin near the Petoskey area. And we went up to... Uh, I'm going to blank on the name of it, but it's in north of Harbor Springs. It's kind of a winery and brewery. I had a radish beer. I was very skeptical, but I'm, I'm willing to try it. It was good, and it didn't shy away from that radish flavor, I would think. I, I mean, I would think, well, maybe pump the brakes on the radish and your radish beer, but it, it did not. It was very radish tasting. It was really good. Pepper notes are good. Sure. I could get into that. Yeah, I mean, kind of similar. Uh, Pipeworks, I believe it was Pipeworks, did a celery sour. I think it was called the Celray Sour. I think it was dollar sign E-L-L-R-A-Y oh. Sour. And it was very good. It it had a distinct celery taste, but it also, it was a goza. So it had the salt, which okay. made sense. And once you got the salt, that kind of thing that makes celery a little bit more acceptable. And it was very tart and very sour. Hmm. And it was good. Uh, the beer I was talking about earlier is the King of Carrot Flowers, which they describe as a carrot elderflower saison. 5.9% ABV. Okay. It was good. And that was at Denver. This was at this was at ratio. This ratio, okay. And then Denver Beer Company had the carrot cake one. Got it. Makes me want to go back to Denver. It was it was great. I would go back in a minute. Should we go right now? Yeah, let's go right now. No, we should probably talk to our guests instead of going right now. All right, fine. All right, we'll go right after the pilot. We do have. I mean, the private jet is always waiting. Oh yeah. Yeah. The robot got his pilot's license, so we can just go whenever. Yeah. We can we can drink. Yeah. We don't have to have worry about a flight situation. No. Not a flight situation, but a Denzel Washington yeah, flight Yeah, upside landing it upside down. and I'm drunk right now! Yeah, the whole the media circus around it, we don't need that. Yeah. He, I'm drunk. I'm drunk right now. You're drunk right now? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. You're yeah. doing your Denzel. Yeah. And just naturally in your everyday life, you remind me so much of okay. Denzel Washington that it's sometimes hard for me to distinguish when you're, you know, flipping back and forth between Mike and Denzel. I'm not upset about that compliment, so yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. I accept it, and we'll move on. Of course. So, Mike, how's your week been? It's been good. Uh, I was also out of town. I was in uh, Las Vegas for work, so it wasn't as great as like a normal Vegas trip, but it was still okay. Had some good food. And I've never been to Vegas. It's uh, it's all right. It's very commercial, but that's okay. We have no problem against selling out. Yeah, we would sell out in a heartbeat. Sure, no one's made an offer. We would sell out, but we'd not sell out to have Ludacris on. Like, if Ludacris no. wanted to sponsor the podcast or something, we would never do that. No, we won't. We've said it before. We will say it again. We will never have him on the podcast. Nope. We will never let him sponsor the podcast. Nope. We will not let him corrupt our Ludacris judgment. I mean, I've said it before. Like, I hope he's listening. But I kind of, I would like to stop him from listening. I'd like to just have that control over him. I don't know if that's possible. But for now, it's not. Technology's not there yet. If he's ever going to try and sway our opinions little bit of a teaser for later, but today would be the day to do it because, oh boy, this might be the low point for me in the Ludiverse. 
that that's just it was it's, rough. It is rough. I know I'm I'm dreading talking about our main subject today, but I'm not dreading talking to how about that segue? That's I'm great. not dreading talking to that's good. Our guest of the day. He's been very uh, patient as we have talked about really stupid stuff for a while. And that wasn't that bad. Yeah, sometimes it's really stupid. I think there's a good conversation to kick it that off. That was pretty good. I learned Thank I learned you. a lot about what you guys are drinking. Um, that the voice you hear there, the, the dulcet, sexy tones that you just mm. heard right there. Uh, he is a good friend of mine. He is my fantasy baseball commissioner. I am currently in the finals right now. Oh yeah. So by the time this, well, this actually when this comes out, it will be in the middle of, of that finals week. So Bo is not in the finals, but he's watching intently. I am watching intently. I, I just I, gave your name too. Yeah. Yes, I'm Bo. Bo Coquine. Hello. Uh, yeah, the Fantasy Baseball Commission for uh, It Chapter Goofs. Yeah, that's my team name. I, I used the word, I used to be called the Big Goofs, and I renamed my team um, something related to the word Goofs. Goof Story? Was that goof one? Goof Story. Goof Story 4, specifically. Uh-huh. The Lion Goof. The Lion Goof. John Wick. Yeah, it was Big Goof Parabellum. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, there's some people in the league that are like, hey, they, they, they don't know Mike. Mike's one of the only uh, Chicago guys. Uh, the other guys in the league are like, God, what's what's the joke with goofs? Why does he keep doing that? It's like, there's no joke. That's yeah. just Mike. Yeah. Uh, they don't get it. He's got this kind of cutting edge, kind of yeah. adult swim, yeah. YouTube influencer humor that mm-hmm. is just like, you know, the kids get it, but if you're not in right. that scene, man, it's... It's kind of like a meme. You know these memes that are out there now? I'm kind of trying to do like a fantasy baseball-esque meme. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Fantasy baseball needs more memes. I should do like a TikTok. I don't know what that is, but I should do a TikTok. Yeah. Uh, TikTok came in for, uh, I already forgot the name of it. What was that quick video one? It's Vine. kind of, Vine. A, kind of a new Vine. Is it? It's kind of like a Gen Z Vine, but it's a little bit different. Okay. And it was actually two different apps, I believe, that then... Tick and Talk? One kind of... Were shockingly they called no. and Talk? Shockingly no. Oh, okay. One kind of consumed the other oh. and so originally it was meant to be like for lip sync videos and now it's got its own memes I'm so ahead of the curve that I skipped over TikTok completely Whoa. so what are you at then? I'm on Dingler which is a new one that I'm a really big fan of Hot it's, Dingler? Hot, it's, well there's Dingler <laughs> and then there's Hot Dingler oh, Hot man. Dingler is for trending topics and mm-hmm. then regular Dingler is where you get into like the weird deep gotcha. stuff like weird Twitter it's one second videos and finger paintings are the oh. only things that are allowed it's very good God, that sounds awesome. I have to get on that. I've got like two invites left, so I don't like the thing is it's, I don't like that's too messy. Finger paint. I don't, I don't like to be. I don't like to be messy. Is it supposed to be messy though? It's supposed to be messy. Well, then you want it okay. to be messy. That's okay. Then. I know. I, I know some people might want that. I just don't feel comfortable. You yeah. have to sacrifice for your art. Okay. I mean, I've got I've got two invites, so you guys can be my last two. Mm. No, I, I'm gonna pass. Okay. I'm going to pass on Dib... Dig... Dig... Dim... What's it called? Dingler. Dingler. Like Hans Dingler from Lil Pimp. Uh, I believe that's Hans Dribbler. Oh, it's Dribbler? Yeah. You're right. So, clearly... Honestly. Clearly didn't watch the movie Lil Pimp, which is what we're going to be talking it's about It's right in front of me. I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. Well, but, but what a great character slash product placement from Lil Pimp. We won't get too into it now, but... God, so many great memories I've already had from watching Lil Pimp. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. We'll get there. But uh, one of the, the stars of Little Pimp, which is the subject for a little bit later, is, of course, our primary subject. The only person we talk about on the podcast, along with beer, is Ludacris and Bo. Yeah. Well, what's your uh, connection to the world of Ludacris? It's very, very minimal. Okay. Um, my wife, Ryan, which is how Mike and I met, uh, her fantasy football team is 
no, 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 what's your fantasy football team name? And uh, it gets cut off at probably, I think, Fant. Okay. Uh, so it's no, 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 your Fant. Okay. Uh, and no one understands that, so it's... Uh, <laughs> that's ludicrous in my everyday life. Okay. That's During football season. Your primary connection to it right there yeah. is that half uh, fantasy football day. Yeah. I listen to the hits, you know? Yeah. Um, high school, we had a garage band, and in the middle of a breakdown, we played What's Your Fantasy? Okay. Lyrics, which is fun. That is fun. It's very fun. But what did you play in your garage band? Uh, guitar. It, oh. wasn't, it wasn't great. Okay. Yeah. Do you still play? Not really. I own guitars. They're in. They're nice decoration. That's uh, half the battle, really. Yeah. Once yeah. you own the guitar, everything else is kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll play something next time you're over, kind yeah. of thing. Okay, so so big time, ludicrous connection there. Big time. Yeah. What about your connection to beer? That's the other topic of this podcast: right. ludicrous and beer. Mm-hmm. So, what's your connection to the world of beer, Bo? Been drinking for a long time. Okay. Uh, worked in a couple bar or a bar here in Chicago, Fat Cat up in Uptown. Great place if you haven't been. Great Buffalo Wings. And then I work for Brooklyn Brewery, 21st Amendment, and Funk Works out of Fort Collins, Colorado. So I sling beer to people that sell beer to people that drink the beer. Funk Works very much like Brew Works and Beer Works. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. Right, right in the name, though, Works. Too. W-E-R-K-S. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I just had their stuff maybe a couple months ago. I think they... Did they hit the market fairly recently? Yeah. February, March is when we launched this year. Very good. I would give them credit as being the brewery most responsible for... Turning me over to Saison. So, oh, excellent! Yeah. yeah, I would give them a lot of credit there because I was very wishy-washy on them, and now I'm I'm all about it. They were inspired by Saison Dupont, which is you know famously one of the best saisons out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they try and mimic that a little bit, do their own Funkworks twist to it. It is an excellent beer. And Saison Dupont was inspired by John Dupont, the murderer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. who then inspired Jeff Gordon, the race car driver. Yes. And that's why his car was sponsored by DuPont that whole time. Yep. Yeah. Which inspired the story of Flash Gordon, which we have all seen. Yeah, yeah the DuPontiverse is extensive. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. The, the, the ever-growing DuPont cinematic universe. It's a good one. Underrated in the game. Yeah. Frankly. That's great. Well, speaking of underrated in the game, we should talk about this beer, which I think is underrated in the game. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you talk about it? Our beer yeah. for this week. I, for, I almost forgot your name for a second. I said, let's talk about it. Jack. Wow, sorry, man. I think you know somebody. No, I, you know, I'm going to say it now, and I and I think nothing will ever change this in the future. Our bond is so strong. I know I fucked up there, but our bond is so strong. Nothing will ever break us apart. Not now. Not in the future. No, no. nothing ever. Absolutely. But go you ahead. Talk, tell us about our beer today. We've teased it a little bit, but we are going to be talking about the animated film to which Ludacris lended voice, Lil Pimp. It was a direct-to-DVD movie, so. To go along with that theme, we are drinking the Little Buddy, a little lager by Hopewell in Chicago. It's our second Hopewell beer we've talked about. We've talked about the first lager in the previous one. I think that their marketing department has been game planning beers that will fit our topics. I think so. It's it's very smart on their part. All right, I'm just going to read the description on it then. Uh, The Little Buddy is a delightful little lager, a snack, a proverbial plus one. This easygoing, lighthearted lager sidles right up with other boozy pals but surely holds its own if you're looking for a little less which sometimes is more Ooh, good copy very good copy 4.7% alcohol by volume 
only eight fluid abscess. Yeah, that's the distinguishing factor here. This is truly a little buddy. This truly. Is a, this is a tiny little beer. Yeah. This little guy. Um, we were talking, I think, before the record. I think this is probably meant to be something of a sidecar with a Bloody Mary, maybe. But it's good on its own. It's nice. You can quite tasty. In yeah. and out. Stays cold. You know, if you're in the hot sun and you want to drink a beer fast so it doesn't get warm. You got little hands. This is probably perfect for you. Yeah. Like, for example, a little pimp would be do well to hold this. Or you can roll a size beer for a little pimp. Yeah. Or even for, of course, fruit juice. So one of the characters a little pimp. Right. Honestly, this would be a, a nine-year-old child drinking beer would be the least inappropriate thing that happens in the movie. That's true. Again, we'll get to it later, but uh, it's it's a good beer. I I will say it is great with the Bloody Mary. I've had it with the I'm Bloody. sure. It's got a little bit more flavor, a little bit more kind of hop character in the yeah. back than your normal... Sidecar. Yeah, exactly. Miller or something. Life or yeah. something, yeah. So I, it's a very nice compliment. You really kind of get... Yeah, it's Flavorful. sweeter too. I yeah, think. for sure. So yeah, a little balance, little yeah. Little bite too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I would drink it again. My only downside is it comes in a four pack, and they're already so small. Yeah. I wish they would come in a, a, a like six a pack, eight or an eight pack, pack or something. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Hmm. Uh, I agree. I mean, it, I think it's good. I think it's a pretty basic lager in in most ways, but it does have just a little bit more than your average domestic, if you will. So. Good, good for a sidecar, maybe not a go-to, but still, you know, good for the right situation. And I'm almost done with it. I just had a few yeah. sips. And I think it's tough to, like, show up to, like, a barbecue or something with a four-pack of these and be like, all right, I brought my share of beer. Yeah. Yeah, unless you want to feel huge. You're just holding a tiny can. Yeah. Right. That, that does look cool. Get that in a slider. I'm a giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I like it. I, again, I like Hopewell a lot. We've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. They have a great tap room, really great atmosphere. I think we called it, like, if an Apple store... Uh, if, if Apple started selling beer out of the Apple store, it's kind of what it would look like. Pretty good beer. Yeah. And I think with that, we should move on to our recurring segment, number one spot. Whoa, don't slip up or get caught. Why not, man? I'm coming for that number one spot. All right. Woo! This is number one spot. You know how it works. Number one, imagine the word spot. Just replace that with favorite thing of the week. And so number one spot is your number one favorite thing of the week. You get it. Simple. It can be anything. Very simple. You already talked about uh, Denver a little bit, but I think we're going to talk a little bit more about something. Jack, what's your number one spot? My number one spot this week. I hate that I did that. I'm so sorry. I hate that I did that, but continue. Don't be so hard. It sounded really good. It was great. It sounded really good. I felt like I was on a game show. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll do more of that. It's like, come on down. All right. I'll do more. Go ahead. There. That was very nice. Uh, I was in Denver this week, and my number one spot will be related to Denver. I really like the brewing scene there. I really like just the availability of drinking. It's a cool town, very good food. I think my number one spot in particular is having a major American city, namely Denver, where you can get a ready supply of green chilies and green chili-based food. Okay. Because I love green chilies, and obviously there's a there's a feud. New Mexico is the main place you think of because you think of hatch chilies. Yeah. Colorado also grows green chilies. There's apparently a feud between the two states, and New Mexicans are not happy with Colorado for kind of horning in on their territory. But New Mexico doesn't have a city on the scale of Denver with the brewing scene on the scale of Denver. So if I want to go take a vacation to somewhere with that kind of availability of beer and things, and I can still get green chilies, I'm here for it. Okay. I'm kind of, I'll I'll admit, I don't know if I've had much green chili Food. I'm with so, you on that. Yeah. So what what kind of food? What kind of cuisine are we talking about here? Well, just over this weekend, I had a green chili Benedict. 
So it was pulled pork, and then instead of the English muffin, it was actually kind of like chilaquiles on the bottom. Oh, okay. And then on top of that, it was green chilies mixed into a hollandaise on mm. top. It was awesome. That sounds yummy. Yeah. It was so good. Okay. And this was a place we went to called Snooze. It's a breakfast place. Very good. Snooze. Snooze is very good. Very good. They do a whole bunch of Benedicts, and then you can also do a half and half, so you can pick one of one type of Benedict and one of another. So. Oh, that's, that's a cool feature. I yeah. like that. Had some cheese fries that were covered in green chili, like green chili puree. Excellent. So, so good. There were other odds and ends. I had a breakfast burrito with green chili. I had a little breakfast scramble with green chilies in it. Damn. If it's there, I'm going to get it. Because wow. I can't get it at home in the same way. Okay. So, across the board, green chilies. I've been to Denver a handful of times in the last year and a half, last two years. And I did not know that was kind of part of their cuisine, but definitely something I want to check more in the future. Although, when you started to say that Denver is a major American city that, gets, that has that green, I thought you were going to say that that green... Grass, that 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 green grass Chiba dubs dubs. I thought you were going to be talking about, which we talked about last week. <laughs> that's not legal. I'm not cool with that yet. <laughs> no. Not here, at least. January first, please. Yeah, I mean, different story then. But right now, it makes me uncomfortable even talking about it. Yeah, even then, I'm not sure how I feel about that that stinky dandelion. Yeah, the funky dandelion. The of funky what you dandelion. Called it last week, that's correct. Which is your only because your neighbors told you that, right? Yeah, because that's what the cool kids call it. I told you, I'm on all the cool new apps, and that's what the people over on Dingle are calling it. Yeah, they call true. it the Funky Dandelions. I don't know if you should be on this app anymore, Jack. I don't like that I was influencing you. They're saying it's over. Okay. They're saying weed is so over. We'll see what comes up next. Right now, apparently, Funky Dandelion and bottle flipping are canceled. They're done. Good. They're not canceled in the Me Too sense. Just they're done. Yeah. They're over. And what's next? It's sneezing. Yeah. But, like... Really flourishing on sneezes. Sure. That's like the new bottle flipper. It's kind of like a little IRL meme. Yeah. And then in place of the stinky dandelion, it's just acid. Acid. It's okay. Just acid. And that's fine. That's that's. I, you know what I like about like I don't trust uh, marijuana because it's natural and it grows from the ground. But I can really appreciate something that's kind of developed in like a factory or a laboratory that's yeah. something that I have a little more trust in I want it to have a chemical name yeah. so I know scientists did it exactly yeah. and it, things grow I can't control like a tree I'm not going to smoke that so why would I smoke marijuana but if I know a scientist is in charge I wouldn't worry that's what we need yeah drug science I am a little concerned that you said sneezing is in because last week when you played Rudicris, uh you mocked me for sneezing too much which I know we're past that the good news is you're a trendsetter. Yeah, but now I'm a, now I'm addicted to Zyrtec. Every morning I need my fix. We're gonna have to have an intervention. <laughs> All right, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay, I am who I am. So, Mike, do you have a number one spot for the week? I do, and it's kind of a, an odd one, but I was actually uh, I was like I mentioned I was just in Vegas for work last week, and I got back on Thursday and into Friday. I just was sick as a dog all weekend, and. Should told you that I said as we were like all crumbs together. From partying? No, not even. I mean, it could have, I guess, played a part, but I was legitimately sick. So my wife then had to be out of town for the weekend, so I was just laying at home on the couch and watched a lot of TV and movies. And a certain movie I came across that I actually really liked, it came out last year and it kind of blew past it, although I saw um, some positive reviews, but it's a movie called A Simple Favor. Blake Lively? Yeah. Yeah. Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you see it? Nope. Um... It is directed by Paul Feig, and I remember seeing the trailers and previews and stuff for it and thinking, you know, it's kind of a 
you know, Gone Girl or a, a Girl on the Train kind of knockoff and not really thinking too much of it. But I heard pretty good reviews. I'm like, oh, I'll put it on. It was a pretty good movie. It definitely is in. It has some of those same tropes of those movies. I don't know how you you describe them, but they're called the Gone Girl type movie. But it is definitely. I think it has. I mean, Paul Feig being a very comedic director has a lot of those comedic elements. So uh, Anna Kendrick plays a a mommy blogger. I should say, I guess vlogger with a V. Uh, she does kind of like. All right, here's the craft of the day. I'm gonna show you how to make with your kids, and here's a recipe for these super quick brownies, things like that. But she kind gets caught up with Blake Lively's character who's more of a, a femme fatale if you will. Like a lot of these movies she goes missing. Anna Kendrick gets involved with Blake Lively's husband and there's a lot of twists and turns but uh, you know the, the plot in and of itself I and mean, there's a, I think there's a lot of shifting tones for this movie which maybe loses it a little bit but it really gets grounded by the performances. I think Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively are both really fun. Anna Kendrick kind of becomes this very innocent character. She, she kind of grows up a little bit if that's the right term or she understands how the world works a little more. Gotcha. Less naive. Yeah, I think that's that's a good way to put it. So it's a, it's a fun one. I mean, it's not any kind of groundbreaking movie, but it's like, you know, hour 45 minute, it, it flew by. It was a really good one. Simple favor. A number one spot. Okay, interesting. I see they broke the naming convention. Gone girl. Girl on train. She's on a train. Yeah. She's in the process of being gone. Yep. So this one should have been Girl Went? Yeah. Going Girl? Ooh. The Go-Go Girls? I don't know. Yeah. Go-Go Girls. I like that. I like Going, Going, Gone Girl, which is where yeah. Chris Berman kidnaps a woman. <laughs> Potentially a true story. I, I used to like to come up with like fake um, Chris Bermanisms. And remember the old tight end, uh, Todd Heap? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, what if you just call him Todd Heap of shit? <laughs> I would love it if he said that on air. Adam done nothing was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So a simple favor, my number one spot. Not right. gonna blow you away, but it's my number one of the week. When you're sick, what else you got? Yeah, for sure. All right, Bo. What about you? What's your number one spot of the week? I've been watching AP Bio. Oh, okay. on Hulu. Great show. Or NBC and Hulu. Uh, yeah, great show. Glenn Howerton. Really, really obsessed with that right now. Did that get canceled? Not to bring it down. It did, but it got so. picked back up. Yeah. Oh, by Hulu. Yeah. Um, I found NBC. I could. Be oh, wrong. you're right. It's NBC's new NBC app. Like sure. Like the out. new Plus. Yeah. NBC gotcha. Plus. It got the got canceled and revival treatment. Yeah, it did. Gotcha. That's a show. I feel like a lot of good recent comedies that pretty solid first season, but just really takes off in the second season. It does. Um, I mean, it's just like watching Dennis Reynolds from Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. teaching, not teaching kids. I mean, he's self-centered, he's egotistical, he's sexist, he's Dennis, essentially. But, unlike Dennis, I think he cares for the kids. He has a heart. Yeah. One, of the, one of the funniest things about the show is like how quickly he learns all the kids' names. I feel like that's the thing. There's like that, one that he's always like, and this new girl. And yeah. She's like, I've been here the whole time. I, I, I think it's, yeah, it's a good balance. Heather. Heather's my, Heather and Victor, Heather. there's these two characters that just, every time they're on the screen, I like either grab Ryan or just yeah. like sit up. I'm like, oh, screen time for these two characters are the best. You can tell the Heather character, they definitely did not have plans for her to be as big of a character no. as she was, but she kept, uh, I, I, it was some interview I saw with her, she says how um, she, you know, they would just shoot all day and that she'd just be sitting in the back and watching them do stuff and she'd have no lines or anything to do. Essentially, she was kind of an extra yeah. or occasionally had a line, but she had a kind of uh, humorous look. She was 
the very big glasses. Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. And she's got that little smirk whenever he talks. And but she would just like peek out at <laughs> you know, very... Um, so good when yeah. she does that. She'd like peek out at these very kind of sexual lines or something. Oh my God. And I think, you know, it was just sort of a thing she was doing and the writers and stuff got really into it. And yeah. Clearly they, you know, expanded her character a lot into the second season and no complaints there. No, she's super all. funny. She's one of the better ones. Breakout star. Breakout star. She is kind of like Urkel. She's like Urkel and Stefan in one because like she is pretty sexual as yeah. well. She has some Urkel qualities for sure, but some Stefan Urkel qualities also. Though. Oh, she That's totally does. Yeah. She totally does. She's scheming on the, the jock. Yeah. She's got a cloning machine. She does, she does have a catchphrase. It's not that I do that. She goes, can you believe I did it? That's a fun catch. Yeah, it's really different. It's a little yeah. It's I think it pays homage to it. But can you believe I did it? Because it because it's more like I know that I did it. Yeah, Urkel he's putting it out like oh I don't I don't even know if I did. Yeah. She's like I know I did it. But like how how crazy is that right? I think that's, that's just wild. that's a that's like a 2019 thing. It's like finally you know allowing a female character to take ownership. Yeah. Can you believe I did it? It's just that's a powerful message for the girls of today. Hashtag believe it, girls. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the hashtag check for the episode. Those are great number one spots, guys. Very good ones. Across the board. I'm going to have to check out AP Bio. I've been meaning to. Oh, fantastic. But after that ringing endorsement, I'll have to check it out. It's a real winner. All right. I think at this point, we're going to take a quick little break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about our main topic for the day, the animated film, Lil Pimp. Oh, God. I can't wait. What a great film. Here we go. Are we calling it a film? <laughs> well, you know, let's find it organically after the break. Okay. There we go. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Bruticris. Today we are talking about the 2005 direct-to-DVD animated film, Lil Pimp. I think we'll all get into this, and speaking for myself, we highly recommend you don't watch it. So to save you from doing that, we're going to play the trailer really quick, and then we'll get into the movie. So we will play the trailer right now. Lil Pimp. The story of a boy who found true friendship on the playground of life. All right, class. We've heard a lot of important career advice from some really interesting dads. Now, let's see. Whose turn is it? Oh, how about you? Who have you brought for us on career day? Hey, everybody. Meet Fruit Juice. Hello, babies. Now, let me tell you a little something about what I do to put bread on the table. You see, I like to think of it as a people-related business. Where is your business located, sir? Down to the ghetto. <gasps> Lil Pimp, featuring the voices of Bernie Mac, William Shatner, Ludacris, and Lil Kim. Pimps? Like in pimps? Lil Pimp, breaking it down on DVD, April 2005. We couldn't have done it without you, Lil Pimp. Aw, oh, shucks. A brother does his best. <laughs> All right, there it is. There is the just Lil Pimp trailer. Just a bag of dog shit on your porch. Oh, All right, let's talk about Lil Pimp. Let's talk about the plot a little bit. Um, and I use the word plot very generously here. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but also really nothing. Yeah, there is a lot going on. I think that's the most half-baked compliment you could possibly give this. There's yeah. a lot happening in it. Yeah. But the basic plot is about a young boy who 
inexplicably is unnamed through most of the movie. Um, he is, yeah. He's he completely unnamed. He's, he's only completely... credited as Lil Pimp. Lil and, that, Pimp. and that doesn't happen until the end. There are several scenes where he's a teacher. So that boy, you should answer. But there's no upside to them not giving him his name. No. There doesn't, it doesn't provide any sort of value. It's not like a bit or anything like that. It's just like they were lazy and didn't want to commit to it at all. Right. But our, our unnamed protagonist is a, is a young boy, maybe... Nine years old. Nine? Is, is that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's nine years old. And t- so much good research, Bob. I, I watched it twice. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> I did. Oh, my wow. God. And you're still here. Still here, yeah. You're a trooper. Jeez. To give you an idea of what he looks like, he looks... Exactly like Jeffy from Family Circus. He does. <laughs> with a slightly smaller body. But other than that, nearly identical. And, and wearing overalls with no shirt underneath, I guess to communicate that he is an outcast or maybe a, a bit of a bumpkin. It seems unclear what they're trying to communicate about yeah. him with the outfit. It's, it's, it's a strange one. And it relates to his pimp outfit later. Spoiler alert. He becomes a little pimp. His pimping outfit also has... Which was pimping. It was. It's a good outfit. Yeah. I'll, I'll give that. Uh, he is an outcast at his school. Uh, he doesn't have any friends. Can we say why, though? Do you guys remember why he's an outcast? Because uh, he doesn't have a dad. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's the joke. And the kids, at every opportunity... Every opportunity, yeah. ...seek to point out and remind and make fun of him for not having a dad... Not even really just the kids. He goes to that Boy Scout meeting and the, the Scout boy cubs. leader, the Boy Cubs, yeah. and the Scout leader. He, he doesn't, doesn't really make fun of him for it, but he's like, "Oh God, I forgot you don't have a dad." The teacher does the same thing yeah. during career day. It's yeah. like, and let's choose you. So at his Boy Scout meeting, in order to get his badge or something, he needs to help a old lady across the street. And through some circumstances, so first an old lady gets hit by a car and dies, which is funny. Uh, so funny. And then a limousine pulls up and uh, a woman is tossed out of the back of the limousine, funny. And she turns out to be a prostitute named Sweet Chiffon, voiced by Lil' Kim. And he decides this is the, the older woman he's going to help across the street. But she wants him to, to walk her to her place of employment. I, I mean, I guess it's, it's a strip club, but yeah, I guess it's a strip club. Slash brothel slash brothel called the playground which is funny because little kids go to the playground and this is called the playground so there's a lot of mix-em-ups there like which one are we trying to go to oh they milk that cow for every last drop that's one dry cow for sure and then after that i mean essentially he he meets some other characters he meets the uh the pimp the the big pimp although he's feeling pretty well himself whose name is fruit juice fruit juice who kind of runs the club and voiced by the late Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. uh, which did make me very nostalgic for Bernie Mac. <laughs> he and did he, a great job. He, he, that, I mean, there are some tough, even like voice acting roles in this, but Bernie Mac, he kills it, I think. I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say. Over time, there's a convoluted plot where the mayor of the town, played by William Shatner, voiced by William Shatner, wants to take over the club in order to sell it. The boy becomes engrossed in the pimping lifestyle. For some reason, he brings and the pimp to take your dad to school he, day. He brings uh, via the via the pimp glitter. Pimp glitter, which is sort of a, a magical Harry Potter esque. Also, maybe the only good gag in the movie when he first handed him a pocket full of pimp glitter and it was actual <laughs> glitter and not a drug. I was like, that's actually yeah, maybe yeah, right. the There's funniest thing. Okay. But long story short, there's a plot to with that the little kid with. 
fruit juice and sweet chiffon and eventually his mother uh, go to war basically with the mayor over uh, keeping the the club open and even eventually expanding it into some sort of pimping amusement park. And that's kind of the plot. Is that a pretty good summary as best I can do? I think that is about as succinct a summary as we're going to get for such a convoluted plot. Yeah. I think you did a great job. But we haven't really talked about Ludacris yet. No, Ludacris is Lil Pimp's it's unclear what he is. They don't. They don't. I say. think he's supposed to be a gerbil. I thought they say gerbil. I think they say gerbil. He doesn't look much like a gerbil. No, he he's looks more like a gloves. small possum yeah. than anything else. Yeah, he's wearing gloves. Also, they have the pie eyes. I'm assuming they just pulled that from like old rubber hose animation. Uh-huh. It just seems like they were just lazy about it. But Ludacris is a foul-mouthed rodent. Rodent of some variety, yeah. or maybe marsupial if he's a possum sure. named Weathers. Who his, lives in the pocket of his overalls. Yeah, there's old pimp's overalls. Yep. That maybe is why he's wearing overalls, is just because he could have a chest pocket then. Yeah, that's probably They true. do make a kangaroo yeah. joke about it at one point, yeah. so that could tie in. Ludacris is basically just there to occasionally pop out and then say some crass thing in response yep. to what happens, and that's it. And I, I'm going to be honest, I mean, we've talked we talked about Too Fast, Too Furious in an earlier episode, which is by no means a good movie, but we have said Ludacris without even like exaggerating is by far the best part of that movie and I think he brings a lot of charisma to that role and I think you can see other stuff he's done where he's just he's just a very charismatic person I think he is pretty rough in this I mean it's just a voice acting role but everything is just so stilted and single take probably and maybe it was even like done after the fact I don't that know if it, you... it feels like a lot of it was done after the fact that they're like oh we need we need to throw something else in here and then, like, let's write some lines for Ludacris. It's brutal. None of his lines land. I feel like there's no... I mean, he's supposed to be the... the like you said, he's, he's crass. He's he's coming in with these dirty one-liners. He's a, he's a sex-obsessed rodent. And whatever they're trying to do with this character, man, it is... It is nothing is funny. Nothing lands. I would go so far as to say he's nearly... The worst character in this movie, but there are so many bad right. characters that he is redeemed by the fact that almost every character and every... What we've mentioned earlier, Bernie Mac, actually, for what he's given, sure, sure, does the best he can. I would say he's about the only one. Lil' Kim actually does fine yeah, for the she lines fine. she's given. Yeah. She's just <laughs> given no agency. No. And then, other than that, it's... Just we trash get, fire. We get David Spade in there a little yeah. bit. Oh, that was weird. That was, yeah, yeah, that was weird. He was the principal. It's also kind of funny. So in the credits at the end, they they go through and they say, you yeah. know, uh, Bernie Mac as Fruit Juice and Ludacris as, as Weathers. And they have all like the bigger voice actors in there. Uh, but I noticed David Spade gets relegated just to the scrolling credits yeah. at the end. Not at all. I don't yeah. think he, maybe he didn't want to be that front and center in this movie. I he, wouldn't be surprised. That would not surprise me if he mm-hmm. uh, Alan Smithied himself yeah. there. We should talk about the cast very briefly. Sure. Because we've mentioned a lot of the voices. Bernie Mac as Fruit Juice, the main pimp. Lil' Kim as Sweet Chiffon, the main prostitute. Which is a weird thing that we have to say because this mm-hmm. thing is such a piece of shit. Oh, mm-hmm. Ludacris as Weathers. William Shatner as the mayor. Danny Bonaducci is yeah. a character called Nasty Midget. Interestingly enough, uh, Jill Talley is the mom and the old lady, and Tom Kenny is Hans Dribbler, which we'll also talk about in some other voices. The two of them are married. The two of them were also on Mr. Show and are very accomplished voice actors. Oh. Tom I- Kenny, most famously, is SpongeBob okay, SquarePants, right. but both of them have done a lot of voices for a lot of stuff that you would recognize. Interesting they're both in it. Interesting that they both 
took this job. Sure. I guess it was a slow point, but SpongeBob should have happened by then. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. David Spade is the principal. Big Boy is the voice of one of the pimps. But not, not that Big Boy, though. Not Big Boy from Outcast. Oh, you're right. It's Big Boy with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Not Big Boy with an He's I. He's a national syndicated radio host. Yeah. Mystical yeah. is the voice of another pimp. Yeah, he had some good lines. Mystical I should absolutely be in more voiceover stuff. I mean, yeah. Mystical has one of the best voices in entertainment period. I would love to see him in more stuff like this. Not like this, but more, <laughs> maybe more animated. Little Pimp 2, maybe. Yeah, Little Pimp 2. Back to the playground. <laughs> and then the only other really notable voice here is Carmen Electra has a very brief, brief. voice period yeah, as a, another prostitute who yeah. just says some truly horrifying shit at the end. Yeah. They, it's one of those funny moments. Like, we all have seen, like, hilarious movies where they play up, you know, horrible sexual abuse to a minor as a hilarious laugh. It's one oh, those, it's One of those a, just movies that just really nails those those monster jokes. That's a, that's a bullseye, baby. Yeah, they just knock that big juicy meatball right out of the park talking about her dad's sex dungeon. Yeah. Let's just say it now. This movie... Is terrible. Yeah. It hits basically every taboo in not in a good way, but in a bad way. It's racist. It's misogynistic. It makes light of like, mental illness. It makes light of incest, sexual assault. There's no redeeming quality to this movie, I think. I mean, it, you know, it's from 2005, and I think it was actually produced in 2003, but it doesn't seem that long ago. I mean, I know that's, that's 14 years now, but God, it just seems like... Even even for that, I know that's kind of a long time ago. It just seems to me it's so insane to me that this was acceptable. I mean, I know there are things that still push the envelope now. I mean, there are some people getting cast for us now that are quickly getting fired because of uh, some bad choices they made. But God, like this just seems it blows my mind that this was considered okay. It's just so out of date. It's just so bad. You may have even, uh, from what I re- I did some light research here because. Yeah. I didn't want to. You're the you're the quiz master and you're the research guy, so sure. I don't want to tread too much into your territory. Sure. But apparently, this movie test screened so bad in 2003 right. that Sony, who had the rights originally, basically like scrapped it. And one of the reviewers who was there went on their blog and basically told people, whenever this comes out, avoid it. Yeah. Wow. And so I don't know if it was slated for theatrical release. It's not really long enough. It's only 80 minutes, right. but it went straight to DVD and even then, yeesh. Yeah. And I, I guess the pr- the creators, they end up doing Metalocalypse later. I know that was yeah. an Adult Swim show. I never watched that. Did you guys watch Oh yeah, that? I watched a little was bit. Was it? <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, just the metal band touring the world, being yeah. crazy. Actually, you see a little preview of that in the Hans Dribbler segment. That commercial, to me, feels a little bit more metalocalypse sure. than the rest of it. To give you a brief synopsis of this part of the movie that has no bearing on the rest of the movie, it's a short little commercial Commercial that just seems like they wrote a thing and they're like, well, we got to put it in here, about a Swiss child who's also a murderer named Hans Dribbler and yeah. is an action figure. It does connect to the Swiss um, customers that were in the limo that kicked out. The Swiss Johns. And then they come up again later at the end. Yeah. There, even just the tonal shifts of this. I mean, just the weird thing how the mom is... is Well, that was rule number three, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Well, I was going to say the mom being... 
really huffing? wanting to get him the hand. Well, she's huffing. She's huffing the she's whole movie. Huffing, yeah, but she yeah. wants she like this Hans Ribbler commercial, which is so out of left field. Like, so it kind of connects, but her wanting to really get the toy for the main character. It just it just doesn't nothing fits here. No, it seems almost like they were maybe trying to make like commentary about violence on TV, yeah. or it seems like there was a half thought of like something. And they're like, yeah, but what if he was like a Swiss child? I don't. It make it's so bizarre. It's right? bizarre. Also, that's not like a preconceived notion about the Swiss. I don't know what the fuck is going on. The other thing is just this movie. The editing is so weird. There's these kind of transitions between scenes. There's a part where when he the little pimp before his little pimp is walking Sweet Chiffon to the playground and they do kind of a they do like a, a Star Wars style like like wipe and then they just get back to the same scene and then like cut to another scene it was basically like alright fade out and then fade back in five seconds later I can maybe get past all this if at least the animation was somewhat fresh uh, fresh new. yeah and I mean I understand this is from 2005 sure but it, it, it's the first movie I was looking up. The first feature film created entirely with Macromedia Flash animation. I was gonna say it looks like a Flash cartoon. And it's exactly what it is. And that's it's the first full like movie to do that. And it's just I mean it's just terrible. That is not. It, it's like a, it's like a feature like jib jab. And man, I love me a good jib jab, but this is this is not cutting it. It is ugly to look at. It is ugly to listen to. It has no discernible story. I, I'm trying to think of some positives here and I I, I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I can't find it. It's that. so bad you wouldn't even bring it to your dance crew, the Jib Jabberwockies. I would not. Which is saying something because yeah. you've shown them a lot of really weird stuff over the years. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we have, so we have our white mask and because they're Jib Jabberwockies, we also have our own faces over the masks, but they're larger too. And that's honestly the least weird thing about the stuff that you show them. Oh my God, there's some, uh, some speaking of the Swiss, I got some videos I can show you. All right, talk to me through the pot. All right. All right. It, it's unforgivable. And we were talking about the editing and just like the pacing of it. It felt to me at points like they were just trying to stretch it because there are long sequences of just like bad animated walking or dancing or whatever. I'm like, what? what is this doing? Right. If someone had to take time to animate this, it would have been so much easier just not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going on here. There's just nothing on here makes you feel good about yourself. Like, it just, I just felt so bad watching this. I guess the only good thing I can say about this for Ludacris is that, it's particularly in the second half, he's not in it that much. No. It's the, it's, this is going to be the low point of the podcast, I, I think. I think so. Oh, if I didn't know that we had word of mouth coming up in the next episode, I would honestly, it would be hard for me to get back into it. But we've got, like, that's such a good album that yeah. I feel better about it. I do have two positive things to say about it. Uh, there's one joke, actually, that was kind of funny. They, uh, at the the um, Bring Your Father to Work Day, or, or like, what do you call it? Like, career, 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 career. Yeah. There's a part where like they, they quickly run through. There was, um, I forget what the first one was. The second one was like a, a butcher, milk, and, a butcher and then a milkman. Oh, no, they yeah. have a little hand gesture. Like The butcher kind of like flips a knife into the air. The milkman kind of shakes a milk glass. And they go to a muffler salesman, and they're just drinking from a flask. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that, like, that, that, that was kind of funny. It's the most set-up punch. It's the most traditional joke of the whole thing. Other than that, it's pretty much devoid of real jokes. Yes. Right, right, right. Well, they did something with Tony Gold, the mayor. He, like... Owned all these these rackets, right? And one of them was body snatching. Yeah, it's like dumb stuff like that. Yeah, I will say the only other joke that I thought was even a little bit funny was the mom 
asks the cab driver to take her to the playground. Right. He takes her to the playground, the sex club, not a playground. She goes, this isn't the playground. And then he says, you asked me to take you to the playground. She says, this isn't the playground. Where's the jungle gym? And he says, the jungle gym is down the street. And it turns out the jungle gym is a different sex club. Yeah. And <laughs> there are some problematic elements even to that. Yep. But just that version of the joke is at least, at least a, joke. a joke. At least yeah, is a, a joke. joke. Right. Yeah. Maybe the third best part of the movie, a problematic joke that's close to maybe being a little funny. Yeah. Right. It's bad. I'll say the other positive thing, um, I did like the Jurassic Five, What's Golden on the soundtrack during the uh, during the the, the 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 classic like montage scene where they're trying on the little pimp is trying on the different pimp. Oh the fashion shows. Yeah, the yeah. fashion show yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing else to say. I'm done with this. I would yeah. I would like to be done with this. Luda. You're better. You're better than this. I'm sorry we had to take you to task, but this is why we maintain impartiality. Yeah. So we can take you to the task and say, this is a bad movie. Don't do this again. Don't. Luda? Don't. Luda? Put that phone down. I don't, no. Don't call your agent. No little pimp too. Yep. Nope. All right. All right. Good job. Okay, I'm ready to be done with this. Do we want to move on to our next segment? Let's do it. Mike and myself, we are ideas men. That is our big sales pitch here. We're, we're ideas men. We think about things all day. We think about things all night. We rarely sleep. We're just so busy thinking of things. We have a lot of ideas, and a lot of ideas that we think we could take to market. I figure we can get into this. Let's pitch some ideas. Let's try and make some money here in a little segment we call Moneymaker. Shake, shake, money Like you were shaking that for some So, today we have brought in an expert panel, a panel that we like to call the Marks. Because they're all Mark Cuban. They are all modern Mark Cubans. Mark Cubans? Mark Cuban. Mark Cubai. Mark Cubai. Mark Cubises. Mark Cubis. Mark Cubises. Mark Cubisa. Mark Cubises. Mark. Perfect. We are going to take our money-making ideas and we are going to bring them to the Marks in their think tank, their Mark tank, and we are going to talk to them and we are going to pitch them our ideas and we are going to see if they want to invest in these ideas so we can take them to market. The Mark market. The Mark market. Making your mark on the Mark market. There we go. This is why you're a Mark. This is why he's got the vision and this is why he's the investor. We're going to do that here today. We're going to pitch some investments and we are going to see... If the Marks want to invest in our idea. Marks. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Good. That's... Oh, stern faces. Okay. Um, Marks, let me ask you guys a question. Do you like movies? No. They're fun. They're fine, and I heard a... Uh, Last movie I saw was Lil Pimp. <laughs> uh, Last movie I saw was The Great Train Robbery. It scared me right out of the theater. Well, I heard, so I heard a, a fine and I heard a hesitant no, I think. I think that's someone who maybe has liked movies in the past. And here's the thing about movies. Everyone has a favorite movie. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Mark? Not Little Pimp. Anything but Little Pimp. Okay, Mark. Great choice. And Mark, what's your favorite movie? Thomas Edison's film where he electrocutes an elephant. Mark, what a great film. My favorite movie, and I think most of the rest of America, your market 
Their favorite movie is, of course, Ghostbusters. And there's one thing about Ghostbusters, uh, you know, there's some good scenes, and then there's some bad scenes, but there's one great scene. And that's the scene where Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob by the ghost. So here's my pitch marks. What if we made a new version of Ghostbusters? This ain't a sequel. This is a whole new Ghostbusters universe where the whole movie revolves around Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob by a ghost. Questions? I see you guys have some questions. Do you have a title for this work? I do. It's Ghost Busting. Oh. Oh. Okay, it's a pun on ejaculation. Oh, I didn't even get that. I just thought it was in the process of, of the process of busting the ghost. Because that's the other thing I didn't talk about yet, Mark. And Mark, you should pay attention to this part because this is important. This relates to you. Not only is Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob the entire time by that ghost, they're also going to be busting some ghosts on the side. Because the ghost who, who pleasures him, uh, there's going to be other evil ghosts like Slimer. And they're going to be busting him on the side with his, with his gun and, and with the, the little catcher things that slide out. And they're going to put him in the tank. Uh, and it's going to be a real blast. But the important thing is there's one blast that's really going to be happening, and that's that ghost blowjob the entire time as they're busting the ghost. Okay, I get it now. This makes more sense to me, and I think I'm coming around, because now I see that it's kind of the oral copulation is part of a larger heist. It's part of a larger ghost bust. Yes. That's okay. why they're busting the entire time. And that's why it's ghost busting. But definitely, like, the thing is, you kind of off screen, you, you kind of hear the other ghosts getting blasted and stuff like that. But right in that kind of middle of the screen, there's Aykroyd. His eyes, you know they're going crossed. And he's just having a good time. And we're having a good time because we're watching him. Um, Even when they're busting ghosts. Yeah. He's busting a ghost. Well, he's, so, you know. The, the ghost is busting him. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I think, I think it's got Aykroyd already. Sure. It's got Murray. Oh. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're laughing at But the funny thing about this is, is you know, he kind of can't concentrate. Like, he's trying to, to shoot Slimer or the ghost in, in the library who or the, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. But he's kind of too busy. His eyes are going across because he's getting a blowjob from that ghost. The whole time. The whole time, Mark. The whole time. Okay. I'm willing to make an offer here. Okay. And it, this is the thing. I want this. I know other Mark wants it too, but I want this. Bidding war. This is and what I want. the wanted. thing that I can offer you All right. is I already have the distribution. I already have my at-home streaming service, Ghouls. Ghouls. With a Z. Yeah. And we know that that is all softcore pornography about mummies. Right. And hardcore pornography about vampires. Yeah. This is so, the middle ground. You've already got a market here. Yep. And I'm willing to go in with you for... 49.5%, so you can still maintain control. Thank you, Mark. I will offer you $70. $70 for 49% control. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, but uh, Mark, is there a counteroffer there? Can I look your way a little bit? Well, I'd like to know about your research with Dan Aykroyd. Have you talked to him about this? Is he involved? Is he signed on? So, I, I think once Aykroyd sees the script, sees, you know, the character arc for him, sees how many times his eyes go crossed as he's getting the blowjob, I don't see how he passes it up. Mark, I understand your concerns, but I'm not worried. And I think you can not be worried either. Okay, I'm ready to make an offer. All right, let's hear it. I will see the 49 and a half, but I want to be Dan Aykroyd's character. Oh, can you fill those shoes? Or maybe the ghost? Oh. I don't know. I want to be in the movie. I like your flexibility there. Yeah. And honestly, 
the amount of money you're offering, Mark, is not really, I mean, it's going to cost at least double that. So it's not worth it for me to kind of half-ass it here. But knowing I got Mark here on my side who's willing to act and be flexible, you know, Mark, you got yourself a deal. Got yourself a deal. All right. Hello, Marks. Hello. We all do business. Everyone does business. And that is the thing. What if there was a liquid that fit all your business needs in one? Coffee? No more need. Cleaning solution? No more need. Toilet bowl juice? No more need. I have one simple liquid that will fit all your business needs. Pappy LaRue's Business Vinegars. That's right. One vinegar that you can drink. You can wash stuff with it. You can spray it on your enemies. You can make a diorama volcano in your office. Business Vinegars comes in three flavors. Balsamic, white, red wine. I think with those three, you have everything you need to make your business a success. As long as you are not a baking soda factory. I am looking for $2 million for 10%. Okay, hold, hold the phone there, young man. Here's the thing. This is this is an idea. It's a working idea, though. I haven't seen this product. I haven't tasted this product. There's a lot of questions about... Oh. I'm sorry. If you look under your seats. Oh, my God! Is it here? Do we have one? Oh, this is so good! I brought wow. you... I believe you have the balsamic, uh-huh. and you have the traditional. Oh, my God! I love getting free things! Wow. All right. So should we just drink as is, straight from the bottle, or? It's whatever you want to do. You can drink straight from the bottle. You can put it, you can use it as toilet juice, whatever you want to do. Is it good on other foods? Do you use it as a dressing? Do I put it on like spaghetti or PB&J or something like that? I love it on a spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> I love it on a mustard chole. Okay. I love it on a rigatone. Mm-hmm. What a ravioli. A ravioli. Okay. It's okay. great on all of those. I have never thought about putting it on a peanut butter and jelly because I don't eat peanut butter and jelly in a business setting. I only eat pastas. Never eat peanut butter and jelly. People will assume you are weak. Keep in mind, this is a business vinegar, and I would never put this on non-business foods. Interesting so, point. You know, earlier in the pitch, you used the phrase toilet juice. What do you think that means? <laughs> toilet juice is the juice that goes into a toilet, and then it goes down the toilet hole and down the tubes. I like to know that my pee is traveling with a companion through the toilet drains. So that's that's a nice perk. I'm willing to make an offer here. You know, you have a good idea here. I trust you to, to run this company well. I want a 30% stake, and I'm willing to give you $4,200. I do want a counter, but I have a request. Okay. Limited edition specialty vinegar for PB&J. Specifically for the kids. Maybe you could do different lines. You could do your business line. You could do your family line. In Oshkosh, but vinegar. Yes. Um, I'd like a little bit more uh, stake in this company uh, because I believe in what it could grow to be. So I'd say probably closer to 40%. And, you know, I'll just uh, give you full control of our wallet. Whoa. Mark, I can't beat that. I love the idea of a kid's line. I'm happy to do that. Mm -hmm. 40%. Seems like a bit much. Could I do, could I talk you down to 30% and a ghost will give you a blowjob? 30% ghost blowjob and we're dropping the price 
down to $2,000 now. I would like to go back and take the previous deal. It's out the one now. For, right. for that reason, I'm out. You know what? I'm out too. I feel like both of you are missing a great opportunity. Pappy LaRue and I will be going home. Well, yeah, damn right. Why are you still here? Yeah, we, we said rules. no. We Get said, out. I'm Mark. He's Mark. Get out. No one. Mark attack happens right now. Oh, 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 where did the rats come from? I just went through everywhere. And that's Moneymaker. One of these days we're going to make some money. One of these days. But in the meantime, I think we should move on because we've got just a little bit more fan mail. Uh, you guys have been great about this. We've received, you know... A pretty consistent flow, yeah. so we just like to go through those really quick. Sure, I, I can go first. Um, so again, our email is brudicrispod at gmail.com, so no one wants to send any, to any uh, messages out here. We actually got a, a solicitation. Uh, I think maybe we talked about this uh, kind of on the break. Like we might try to use this. We got a, f- the, you know, there's a lot more kind of those um, you know, alcohol delivery services out there. Apparently, there's a new one starting up here in Chicago, and I guess they heard the pod and they wanted to, you know, you know, solicit us. And uh, we'll sell we, out. Yeah, we, we said, said that. We won't bring Ludacris on, but we'll absolutely sell out. So uh, this is uh, Chicago Beer Delivery Works, which works. Hey, Again, that's fun. That is fun. Uh, and they're offering us. They're going to send us a, a mystery beer next week. They said for oh, cool. our, our, our season finale. Uh, we'll be talking about word of mouth. So they're going to be sending us a mystery. beer beer a mystery for our mouth that sounds great so, that's a lot of fun well we'll, we'll see what happens there. great we'll find out what we get but that sounds like a lot of fun yeah. keep an eye out for that next week yeah nothing can go wrong and then the only other thing we got um this is also signed from the bachelor yeah I remember him the bachelor seems to be a big fan of ours which is great this was kind of weird though i thought it would be like you know more like a hey love love pocket it's yeah. another cryptic one from yeah. the bachelor it appears to be a poem okay i'm just gonna read it like a poem it seems to be one all right a liquor that tastes of pine, a grape that grows on a vine. Add some R&B to the recipe, and there you have... And then it just cuts off. Like, there's, like, a blinks. Oh. I don't know what that means. Huh. It's kind of like a Mad Lib. Yeah, I and guess. there you have... It doesn't tell me what kind of speech... What part of speech, though. I assume a noun. Uh, maybe someone's like, and there you have a good time. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Like, we'll have a good time. That would be a good time. It's like a good recipe for a party. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was nice. I mean, the bachelor, uh, you do your own thing, but um, again, I, I appreciate, just appreciate the fans. It's, yeah. it's so fun to listen to you guys. We appreciate that we've got these creative fans who send us their, like, stuff, and, like, we're happy to promote it on the pod. So Absolutely. thank you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, actually, I know we're kind of wrapping up here. I think that was the last of our, our mail, right? That was the last of the fan mail. Yeah, week. that's it for this week. Okay. Uh, I wanted to, to do a little surprise. Um, so, Jack, last week in your number one spot, you mentioned being a big fan uh, of Legos, but not having been able to... Uh, you haven't like, gotten any Legos of your own. So, this is... I just want to show you how much I appreciate. You do all the editing for the podcast. You have... Do all of the work behind the scenes. I just show up to be an asshole. So I have gotten you. Oh no, I got you a Lego set. This it's a Lego dinosaur set. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You can't see it, but I'm smiling like a fool because I love me some Legos. So Mike, thank you. This yeah. is very sweet. It's a three. It's a it's a, a, a three in one. So it can be a T Rex, 
a pterodactyl of some sort, and a triceratops. This wow. is double whammy too, because I don't know if we ever talked about this, but two things I love are Legos and dinosaurs. I oh, love wow. dinosaurs. This is real double whammy. This is amazing. Well, that's great to hear. Um, but Bo, I know I don't want to leave you empty-handed either, and we also made you watch a little pimp. So guess what, Bo? You get your own Lego set too, as well. Whoa. Yes. All right. Another three in one. It's uh, undersea adventure. Some wow. undersea creatures. Got a shark. You got a squid. And yeah, one of those piranha. I think it's more like one of those angler fish. It's oh, kind it of is an like angler the, fish, you're right? Like, like the ones that can see in the dark. So yeah, this cool. is amazing. I this is like a transform source Rex. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. This I is amazing. You this, both. Is, this truly makes up for having watched Lil Pimp today. I, I hope so. This is this is a delight. So thank you for that. I think that pretty much wraps it up. I yeah. Think we'll just uh, we'll get to plugs. Bo, do you have anything you want to plug? I, not really. Um, I'm going to San Francisco in a few weeks. So if anyone has a decent burrito spot they want to tell me to go to, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, and if you want to drink some Funkworks beers or 21st Amendment or Brooklyn beers, uh, you can get them at any store, really. Uh, but Whole Foods has some specialty Funkworks Funkworks beers on tap now. All right. I, I I've not had any Funkworks yet. Oh, we have uh, Strawberry Rhubarb Provincial, which is sour ale on craft right now, um, a raspberry, um, a white, and a Cezanne de Brett. Oh. Which is a fooder version of uh, our saison. But I think that about that's, wraps it up this week. Yeah, that's great. This uh, is our penultimate episode. So next week, we're going to be talking about a big album where we're talking about Word of Mouth, which is Ludacris's second album. Uh, and it is our season finale. Yeah, it's going to be, a, it's, it's a big finale. It's a, we're going out with a big album to end the year, so you're not going to want to miss that one. Absolutely. I shouldn't say the year, but to end the season. Right. So you're not going to We're just going to take a one. few weeks off. It's not going to be a long gap, so don't don't go away. Stay following us. Stay listening to what we're doing. You can follow us on all those social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, at Bruticris. You can follow us on Instagram, at Bruticris. You can follow us on Facebook, at Bruticris. And again, you can also email us at Bruticrispod at gmail.com. Yeah, and that does it. So glad to have Lil Pimp behind us. So glad to have Legos in front of us. Great up, guys. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thanks, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for choosing uh, Lil Pimp for the episode that I was on. Very we'll, nice. We'll have you back in the future. We'll do something less painful, I promise. Uh, I mean, again, my ludicrous knowledge is low. So if you ever do like a beginner's ludicrous thing, that would be fun. Not a bad idea at all. Not actually. a bad idea at all. We'll, we'll put that one in the uh, in the old Google Doc spreadsheet we have. And uh, with that, I... Oh, it's there. I hate your keyboard so much. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, but with that, I am Mike Proper. And I'm Jack Finaldi. See you later, everybody. Bye.